0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And Randall can do nothing but smile after a brilliant performance as the Knicks obliterate the Kings here in the second half. R.J. Barrett. Another outstanding performance. As the Knicks win back-to-back
1: games here in California. <clears throat> well, well, well. This fucking team. I've said it before and I will say it again. This fucking team. Um, go figure, right? Um. Okay, well... This was a quite, quite a night, quite a, quite an early evening. And then, uh, quite a night. Um, I don't even know where to start for this one, but I will attempt to put this evening into context. Um, so on a night that started out with the Knicks coming out, uh, lethargic. Well, actually, no, let's tell the whole story. If we're going to do this, let's do it. Right. So on a night that began with, um, Julius Randle's wife, Kendra, uh, getting into a bit of a back and forth with uh, CP, the franchise of Knicks Fan TV over, uh, I guess you could say, the role that um, outside voices have in um, making or having made this season more frustrating for Randle and, and perhaps his family, I guess. Um, Randle comes out uh, in a first quarter that the Knicks played like crap. Puts up 14 shots. Doesn't look particularly good, but he's the only Nick putting up shots. Made a few of them. And the Knicks, of course, because they're the Knicks, follow up a really great performance in uh, Los Angeles against the Clippers with a terrible, god-awful effort. Go down by 20 points in the first half. Nobody's playing particularly well. A couple guys are playing hard, but no one's playing well. They're not defending worth a damn. Um, They close it to 15 at the half with a little flurry late. Um, and then come out in the second half with what is what was unequivocally, unequivocally, I will say their best half of basketball of the season. Um, granted, it was against the Kings team, which my God, uh, I'm, I'm a little upset that I'm sitting here and doing this right now because Alvin Gentry has already had some some gems this uh this season in terms of post-game press conferences finding new and unique ways to call his team um a walking embarrassment i'll be curious to see what he says after this one when they let a 20-point lead it wasn't even like i mean obviously the knicks have specialized in letting 20-point leads slip away over the last month how the kings did it and the lack of resistance that the kings put up in doing it was um it was actually startling to watch Um, from from our, my vantage point tonight, um, because the Knicks came out and they absolutely owned the second half. They outscored the Kings 83 to 52 in the second half, ultimately winning by 16. Second time this season that the Knicks have um, gone up by 20 in a game that they were at one point uh, down by 20 uh, following the Bucks' win back in November. Um, and. The story is obviously going to be Julius Randle. Their defense played a big part in it, too. Other Knicks had very good games. Um, I thought Emmanuel Quickly was the second best Knick. Um, Julius Randle, 46 points, career high, by the way, 46 points on 31 shots to go with 10 rebounds, uh, made eight three-pointers, which I'm not sure if is a is a high for him. I'm pretty sure I missed it on the broadcast that they said it was a career high. I feel like it was a career high for him. Um, not to be outdone, though, Emmanuel quickly, how about 27 points on 10 shots? Not bad, kid. And then RJ Barrett chipped in with 29 on 21 shots, played himself a nice little game to go with eight rebounds and six assists. But um, this was the Julius Randle show. I mean, Julius Randle absolutely took ownership of this game in every way. Uh, did it matter that it was against DeMonte Sabonis, who is a guy he historically gets up to play against? Probably. Uh Sabonis ended up getting himself ejected from this game in the fourth quarter, ostensibly over a foul call that he disagreed with. But really, we know why, because he wanted nothing more to do with Julius Randle. Um, you know, but Randle was Randle was the guy that we saw at times last season. I was looking back uh, last year at the number of games that Randle had where he went over 30 points and had at least four made three pointers. He had 10 of those games last year. The Knicks were unsurprisingly nine and one in those contests uh, this year coming into tonight. They only had three such games and the Knicks were, were one and two, although one of those was the very close loss to the Nets. Um, so now they're two and two in those games and the Knicks have won two in a row. I, I think they call that a winning streak. I'm not sure. I have to check the, 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 uh, the dictionary definition. Um, what does it mean moving forward, you know, for, for a team that most of us uh, for a while now have just have, have, have given up on any hopes of this season turning into anything and more just been focusing on uh, play the kids, play the kids, play the kids. Well, by the way, the kids played tonight and the kids played a big role in this win. Obviously, we talked about RJ Barrett, Emmanuel, quickly, Deuce McBride, only two points. 20 huge minutes i thought his defensive intensity helped change the game in the third quarter it's not going to get talked about absolutely massive effort from deuce mcbride um and then cam reddish uh left the game injured didn't really have a great night but we saw more of that that young lineup that was so great against the clippers so we'll see hopefully cam reddish is okay we'll see what happens with obi Toppin. will he get back from um this you know mysterious hamstring ailment that has kept him out now the last three games Um, yeah. Oh, and, oh, how could I, how can I, how can I finish up this little, little opening monologue without mentioning my main man, the one and only, uh, number, what is he in your programs? Uh, 67 in your programs, number one in our hearts, uh, Taj Gibson, um, who again, only had five points, eight rebounds, but 26 minutes of absolutely, Game-changing energy, again, like Deuce. I thought Taj's uh, energy in the third quarter was what they needed. And, hey, like what I just talked about, there's a 36-year-old doing his thing and then there's whatever McBride is, a 21- or a 22-year-old doing his thing. Like that's the way it's supposed to work, right? A team playing, winning basketball, young players are doing some stuff, older players are doing some stuff, contributing to wins. We don't have to go through the same – rigamarole about like these guys aren't playing enough minutes and these guys are playing too many minutes it's like everybody's just doing their thing nobody's complaining it's amazing how much winning cures all and how much this season has just you know been a slog and a and a miserable one at that because they haven't been able to to win enough games and now here we are 27 and 38 um you know are we looking at the tanking standings after tonight which tonight obviously losing to the kings a team that they were quote unquote chasing in the in the in the t- tanking standings um, hurts them there but hey you look up four and a half games back of the hawks i mean and then and five games back of the hornets and the and the, and the nets i mean 15 or 17 games left to go who the hell knows uh, I'm not going to go crazy on that end of things. I'm going to wait and see. Let me see how they do in Dallas on Wednesday. And in, in Memphis, I think that game's on Friday night. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens. If if they go into Dallas and they win a game in Dallas, we could we could maybe have a, a different kind of conversation. But for right now, let's enjoy this win. Enjoy the performance uh, again from Julius Randle. And enjoy a night when... I don't think anyone's going to complain about anything tonight, although those have been famous last words before. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh but anyway, hey. We
2: could all toast to one thing. At least we're not the kings.
1: And on that note, let's get to the super chat. Um shout out, we have over 500 people in here watching. It is 109 a.m. In this miserable season, but we here. New York, we here. Jason M with the first comment. Glad I stayed up for this game. Thanks, Macri. Jason, I told you to stay up. We were doing the halftime zoom, and Jason wasn't even, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow up your spot, Jason. He's like, What's the score? And, after, and this was after the Knicks had scored the first five points of the third quarter. I was like, they're within 10. He's like, All right, maybe I'll stay up. I'm I'm, I'm happy you stayed up. Um Thank you, Andrew Claudio, for reminding everybody here that I have ended my predictions losing streak on the pod. Uh, I'm surely not going to rub that in Jeremy's face tomorrow. I think I had lost five in a row. So now uh hope is hope is alive that I uh can still win the season series after I predicted two and two, and the Knicks did indeed go two and two since we last recorded. Michael Miranda. what's going on, Michael? I wish Rando would play like this all the time. <laughs> you think? uh good win playoff push sure why not yeah i mean uh, look i i don't know who's going to write the book on julius randall's 2122 season i don't know when that book is going to be written but i know when it's written i'll read it because it just and I predicted I, – I, my crazy predictions at the All-Star break, I said Julius Randle going to keep his hot, hot stretch of play up, and I've been looking like an idiot for making that very silly prediction since then. I think I also predicted that they would go – they would have a winning record in their first nine games after the break. Well, they're two and four. Only three more to go. Um, Harry Doner, what's going on, Harry? On second thought, maybe my son picked the right jersey number. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Again, you know, he reminds, as as frustrating as Randall is, and look, one night is not going to make the rest of this season go away for Julius Randall. But it was a reminder, and there have have been some nights where it is easy to forget because he has looked so bad. It is a, a reminder that when this guy is right, I mean look, a lot of nights this year we've people myself included have been have like called him out as like he's not a top player in the NBA because I mean he's not but like there's a reason this guy was you know eighth and mVP voting and second team all nBA like you have to be great, not good you have to be great to achieve that and he was great last year and he does have greatness in him we just don't know where it's gone on a consistent basis uh this season but Hey, if he wants to start pulling it out right now, I mean, I I guess better late than never, although some would disagree with that. Um, Kevin Wilson, what's going on, Kevin? How often do both Randall and Barrett have games like this on the same night? Where was this all season? So they didn't do it tonight. I've tweeted out the stat, I think. They did it twice this season. They combined. They had uh, 30 points in the same game. I am... sure this is the most RJ and Randall have scored in the same game since they've been teammates. I just like, again, I'm going off the top of my head. I haven't stat checked that, but I don't think there's been another game where they've combined for 75 points. Um, Did I do that math right? Yeah, 75 points. Um, Andrew, maybe if you wanna do a quick check on that, you could probably just look up like Barrett's high scoring games or Randall's high scoring games. But I'm pretty sure this is the most points I've ever had. Where is this all season? I mean, like, you know, how did Julius get his points tonight? He got him off of making threes. He was 8 of he was eight of 16 from deep. Um, I'll say it again. I said it recently, and I've said it many other times, and I'll, I'll say it one more time. Those two players I, I've never felt and I still don't feel have particularly good synergy with each other. I don't think they make each other better. It's not like they achieved 75 points tonight off of like Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, high pick and roll after high pick and roll. Like they don't run plays together. If anything, it's Randle kicking out to Barrett occasionally. Um, that's about it. But so, I, you know, I think that is partially an answer, answer to your question. I think the more concerning thing from a Knicks standpoint is like when you have guys who don't really have that synergy together, does it make it that much tougher for them to have good games on the same night? And I think the evidence would say, yes, it does because it's more like whose turn is it going to be commanding the offense tonight? And I, I don't, you know, those, neither of those guys are great at like playing second fiddle tonight. It was against the team that really, let's be honest, wasn't really playing much defense in the second half, especially. Um, and Randall said it right after the game. Like it was a little, made it a little bit easier. Um, Joe Vogel. I hope the IQ Renaissance I'm here for it, baby. Is here to stay, and like RJ, this is just his new normal. Randall was awesome, but all I could think about is his trade value, and there's going to be a lot of that tonight. And honestly, I'm not going to push back against it because I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thinking the same thing in the back of my mind. Um, Yeah, I mean, if he could get the trade value up, it can look. How about let's 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 split it down the middle. The Knicks can only be helped. By Randall raising his val- re-raising his value around the league, and maybe reminding some folks, as I just said, what he can do when he has it going. All right, Ryan Huang, bad tank loss, <laughs> but I'll sign. Awesome RJ and IQ games. When Deuce figures out the fouls, he will be locked down. That's everyone I want to shout out today. Perfectly defensible. Um, again, you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go over overboard and say something nice about a guy who's caused a lot of frustration this year, I am not going to blame you. Um, but yeah, Deuce again, it, it's the energy, you know, it's the energy. And even when he is still she fig- like shows you, he's a rookie on defense. The energy is always there. The energy never goes away and the energy didn't go away tonight. Even when he had some moments in the first half where, you know, defensively, he struggled a little bit um, made up for it in the second half. That's for sure. Um, by the way, Andrew Claudio, thank you. ESPN Stats and Info has nothing on Andrew Claudio. The highest combined total between RJ Barrett and Julius Randle was 68 points last year versus Dallas when Randle had 44 and uh, RJ had 24. So thank you, Andrew, for that. Um, Lunas, Emirat, what's going on, Lunas? Frustrating part about games like this. Um, is seeing the effort Julius gave and how it's a rare occurrence this season waiting on Kendra's think piece about <laughs> the happy face plate on the poster. Yeah, a few people um, uh, noted that, like, uh, CP, CP died for my sins tonight. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that... I mean, the I don't know. Here, I have the plate right here still. Here we go. The tape is still on it. You go
2: um, you know
1: it's I think there is a larger discussion to be had, which I'm not in the mood to have tonight, about like, and maybe we'll have it early in the off season about like criticism and sports fandom and like, you know, where are the lines, and like at the end of the day it's it is kind of a nasty business, like players play badly. Coaches coach teams that don't win games. You know, the fangs come out, right? Um, it's been that way since sports have been played. Uh, does it get a little bit more vicious in the social media age, where people probably feel a little bit more empowered? Yeah, but you know, like definitely CP, and I'll even I'll even defend myself. I guess I don't I don't think things have ever gone overboard here at least maybe on some other channels they have um but like look players social media age goes both ways like players families are going to defend themselves or you know so i don't really have much to comment on where that's concerned um i yeah i honestly i really don't have even a comment i i i hope their family is okay and nothing that has happened this year has made their personal lives that much more difficult. But at the same time, like guys play badly, people like me and other people are going to call them out for playing badly. Um, and I think there's a way to do it where you could be harsh, but also fair. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's all I have to say um yeah and as far as the other part of the comment frustrating thing is like the effort gave tonight all he had to do is is look at the defensive possession he had on some bonus after it was at some point in the fourth quarter when he hit like one of the threes um he ended up getting called for a foul but it's like come on you know where's that effort been so i totally get it um zach rude what's going on zach so now we start counting odds of making the play in am i right i mean look Like, it's not – here's the thing, right? It's not like you're chasing one team and you have two or three teams in between you and that team. Essentially, you're chasing three teams and you have one team in between you and that team. And uh, I think they have – I'll check this right now, but I'm pretty sure they have multiple games against the Wizards left uh, this year. Um, Yeah, they have two games against Washington left this year. They already have the season tiebreaker – Um, over uh, Atlanta. You know, they play the Nets in a few days. They play the Nets at the end of the season. It's like, is there a world where it can happen? Yes, there's a world where it can happen. Is it going to happen? Again, wake me when they win. I'll even say win win one of these next two games. Um, Dallas or Memphis. If they win one of those next two and then beat Brooklyn, we can have that conversation. Um, Kevin Danishevsky. If nothing else, talent proves tonight proves that Julius Randle is a talent, yes. And we could probably get something for him. That closing lineup was awesome. Yeah, I mean the the closing lineup and like others recently have, have, have pointed out how um, Tibbs maybe could have gone with, with Randall at the five more this season, hasn't gone to it. I think it's still matchup specific. I think tonight didn't feel like he was going to get hurt on the boards going to it and also felt like, you know, Randall's going to be the guy defending Sabonis anyway. So what do you got to lose when the teams they're playing is playing Sabonis at the five? It made sense. Is it going to always make sense? You know, not necessarily, but goes back to the same issues. Tibbs is a more conservative coach. Um, Could he stand to be a little bit less conservative? Absolutely. Um, By the way, as per Andrew Claudio, um, the. RJ and, and Randall also tied that 68 points together um, versus the Lakers when RJ had 36 and Randall had uh, 32. So, but yeah, they beat that tonight. Pro glitz. Uh, man, I hope we all find someone who cares about us as much as Julius Randall cares about outplaying Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, if only he played them every night,
2: you know, but. um What was
1: the –
2: man, there was an
1: equivalent of this recently that I'm, like, completely blanking on. Um, About Someone – oh, Mitch. That's right. Mitch, the other night against DeAndre Ayton. Like, guys get up to play certain guys that they have a a thing with. So, yeah, you'd love to see more consistency. Uh, By the way, Mitch left tonight with an illness, only played two minutes, picked up two fouls. Uh, Hopefully he's okay. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? First time, long time, John. Is it fair and reasonable to say that our late resurgence is the sign of a playoff run? Hashtag ding-dong. Not bing-bong, ding-dong. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, by the way, uh, this per Knicks PR, the Knicks 83 points in the second half are the franchise's most in a second half since, wait for it, December 28th. Nineteen sixty-nine. Oh my goodness! Uh, it reminds me of that that disco song. Oh no, that's December. That's late December back in sixty-three. I don't know why I just confused those two things. It's very late. Um, anyway, they scored eighty-three points in the second half um, at Phoenix. It's the most in either half since they scored eighty-four points in the first half at Philadelphia. on November 18th, 1988. So good stuff.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: um forgotten nyc does julius playing well change the front office's attitude for a trade I, I mean i have no idea i've i i think i've been pretty consistent about this and i'll say it again i think the front office will this is not a front office that is going to approach any player or situation with like with the attitude of like we must trade this player or we must get this player they 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 look at everything as a value proposition um, and they make a deal that they feel is good value and they don't make good deals or they don't make deals that they don't feel are good value, which is why you saw a relatively or completely inactive trade deadline because they couldn't couldn't agree that anything was good enough value for them. So do I think it's going to change their attitude? I, I, I don't know about that. Um, but will they be continue to be open about trading Randall? Yeah, for sure. They just need to get the right deal. Uh Hannibal Miles, what's going on, Hannibal? Hawks lost, Knicks win tonight, and an inevitable Brooklyn or Hornets lost tomorrow because they play each other. Yes, they do. Gives us a chance for the play-in. I'd rather see my team win over a tank any day. I hate I hate I hate the tanking. I hate it. I hate coming down the pike of a season it's not root. i'll never root for a loss i don't know how to root for a loss um but like i hate being happy about a loss it's just not my it's never been in my dna um you know and again like the flattened lottery odds as we've seen over the last several years when team after team after team jumps up the grizzlies jumped up you know for for Ja, um, you know, I think I'm pretty sure New Orleans jumped up, right? For 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 Zion, like teams jump up every year. Um, it happens. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Um, Stevens, Galme, what's going on, Stevens? Finally, the shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> Hashtag I know they sick. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh man, is that tweet still up? By De'Aaron Fox, I'm gonna search for that. Man, I know they sick. I forgot about that. Um oh and Andrew's reminding me the Lakers jumped up that year
2: too. Yeah. Um
1: the Knicks were the only team that tanked and got in the top four. Yeah. Um man. Yeah, I know they sick. I
2: know they sick. That's great. That makes my night.
1: Um, let's keep going. Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? Randall in the last 14 is averaging 23.5 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, not including tonight. Obviously, those averages go up tonight except for the assists because he was kind of calling his own number tonight. Um, Outside of a couple duds, he's shown good energy, played smarter, If he closes
2: the season this way, does it change your view? I'll be honest, and this may not be a popular opinion tonight. Not really. Um,
1: One, I'm going to push back a little bit on the he's shown good energy, played smarter. I think he showed uh, some better energy before the All-Star break. I don't love the energy that he's played with on defense for even this, you know, better stretch. That said on balance over the last 14 games, would you take the defensive energy that you've gotten from him? If, if this 14 game sample size was what you were going to get on offense? Yes, probably. But here's the final part of it. I don't know that I, I trust him still, uh this season has really, really scared the shit out of me in terms of him as a leader and a guy who like again if RJ Barrett's gonna be one of the pillars of this team, I don't know that I want Julius Randle being the other one. I don't know, as I spoke about earlier, I don't know that they're the ideal pairing. I don't know that they're the ideal fit on court, you know, or off-court for that or off-court for that matter. Um you know, so and and I also you know, I do have questions about the consistency moving forward. So I'm kind of more in the camp of like, hey, get his value up. It could only, only help. But I'm open to continuing to develop that opinion, I guess. Uh, Stevens Zaglame, performances like these make you wonder, what if we had played like this in November? Randall always sees red when he plays Sabonis. I mean for me like the what ifs of this season are more like you know what if they hadn't blown the Portland game, what if they hadn't blown the Oklahoma City game, what if they hadn't blown the Brooklyn game, what if they hadn't blown the F- I mean I mean you don't have to go back that far. What if, if they hadn't blown the Phoenix game the other night? They'd be 3 and 3 since the break. If they had if they had won that Phoenix game, which they should have won. Um and if they're 3-3 three and three since the break, like, I don't know. Does it make that big of a difference? Probably not. But we'd be talking about a team that would be um, – oh, that's why. Fox, Fox deleted the tweet. That's too bad. Um, Andrew Claudio is texting me, what if Derrick Rose didn't get injured? Um, yeah. I, I, you know, but anyway, yeah, we'd be talking about a team that's 28-37. and 37. Does that make that big of a difference? They'd be what? Three and a half back instead of four and a half back or two and a half back, I guess. Right. Um, Again, it's late. I apologize. Um, I don't know. That's more for me. What I'm, what I'm wondering. Cause I think early season, especially they were like kind of going through their issues. And then obviously the big question is like, what if Kemba had never come back? And what if they had kept Kemba in mothballs after 20 games or like found a new home for Kemba or whatever. That's, or, or the, the, the best what if of the whole season, for me at least. What if they had never signed Camber Walker to begin with? But I digress. Hush Zoo. I'm very glad we won this game, even though I'm pro-tank. I hope Fox will be forever losing player for uh, scamming millions with his NFT scam. Glad he's not a Nick, and he will dread in Sacramento. Um, Randall was all right well brando was a little bit better than all right as for fox i i don't really um i don't have many thoughts on his nft scam thing but i understand it was uh, not a great look so uh sure if that makes you happy that's that's good um jessica what's going on jessica uh good to hear from you as always the kids made all the difference tonight. Another great game from RJ. McBride had a great night. More great Sims. Yeah, I thought Sims was pretty good in his in his uh, couple of minutes. Not as good as some other nights, but he was good. Worth staying up for. I'm so happy you stayed up. I think I, I owe you a, a DM, but uh, I think I have an early wake-up call tomorrow. So shout out to you for being up and uh, sticking with us. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the win. Um, we're, uh, Redacted had a great game, too. I hope Cam is okay. Let's go Knicks. Yeah, I think, uh, by the way, Tibbs had an update on Cam. Let me – I'll pull it up. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Jeremy E. uh, I'm sorry, but the only difference between this game and most others this season is shots fell for Randall. His approach is still poor. You know, on offense,
2: um, I I
1: don't really have a disagreement. I think he had some moments tonight where he was aggressive. Um, but yeah, the shots were falling. And when he makes shots, he's a different player than when he doesn't make shots. So, but at the same time, you know, he reminded you tonight that he is capable of, of making those shots. He just hasn't made them at all this year. And I think of all the reasons that we we talk about as to why the Knicks have struggled, you know, Tibbs and Kemba and all that shit, like if Julius Randle comes out and has the year that he had last year this season, um, they're not 27 and 38. They're probably, I don't know what they are, you know, 30, they're above 500. I know that. Um, Nathan Fellain, nights like tonight and the narrative that Deuce shouldn't play because he isn't ready to run an NBA offense. The kid makes an impact without the ball with energy and defense. I'm going to um, throw in a little caveat tonight. Uh, as soon as I find whatever the quote was. Oh, yeah, this is Tibbs on Cam Reddish. He's dealing with a right shoulder injury. Uh, fell, went to the locker room. No more details. Okay, great. Um, I think Emmanuel quickly has a lot to do with it. Because I still don't think Tom Thibodeau trusts Deuce McBride to run an NBA offense. And I'm not sure I disagree with him, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think him being able to play with this version of Quickly, who we haven't talked about a lot tonight, but my goodness gracious, what a night from him. And what a last seven games for Emmanuel Quickly. Putting his season back together, getting those percentages back up uh, closer to where they were last year. I would not be surprised if by the end of the year, he uh, he finishes the season shooting even better than he did last season. It's why I've never given up faith in Emmanuel quickly. Um, And, again, very stupid point guard discussion. Is he a point guard? Is he not a point guard? He's running an NBA offense now. um, Perfectly fine. Looks good doing it. Uh, You know, and when you put him alongside a guy like R.J. Barrett, who's doing what R.J. Barrett's doing, and give him a little Cam Reddish, and God forbid give him this version of Julius Randle, then you're talking about a really exciting player. Put Deuce next to that guy, and now we're talking. Um, I, I love that. I love that combo. I lo- I've loved that combo since, you know, we first saw them this year. Hush Zoo. Now RJ was a god. Of course, it's got to the point where I'm just expecting 23-5-5. Five and five. Something with RJ I have to point out here, the playmaking recently really, really taking a nice step up. And it doesn't always manifest itself in assists. Tonight, as has been the case over recent games, RJ made a number of really nice passes that did not result in assists because guys just missed shots, but uh, had six assists tonight over his last five games, uh, six tonight, going back four assists, five assists, seven assists, six assists. And then if you go right before he was out for the four games before the break, six assists, uh, five assists, and two of the three games before that, he has turned a corner, I think, as a playmaker. He's still not where I would love him to be, but, hey, say it with me now, 21 years old, you know? So um, that's really exciting that he he's making these plays and he's really facilitating for his teammates. Um, Rusty, your comment, Hush. I love IQ off-ball. This is 2020 IQ we love, no hesitation, just balling. I mean – I don't know. I feel like he's on ball quite a bit. I just feel like he's not thinking. He's reacting. He's just playing. He's just making plays. He's doing what he he needs to do. But there is also like a, a better playmaker than we saw last year and that we saw earlier in the season. And like, look, let's give credit where credit is due. The organization made it a point this year to try to see if they could make him more of a playmaker. And I think it's working. I think it has worked. Um, who deserves credit for that. I mean, obviously Emmanuel quickly deserves most of the credit, but I think the organization and maybe the coach uh, deserve a little credit um, for that. So um, yeah. Uh, Ignacio Lobregat. Lobregat. I think that is how you pronounce that. Thank you for the contribution. Shout out to the KFS team from across the world. You are the man. Thank you, my man. Taj brought some Knicks tape. Kurt Thomas energy. Let's go Knicks. It's funny you say that because I was looking up. I wanted to see who the oldest Nick was to have three blocks in a game because Taj Gibson had three blocks tonight at the ripe young age of 36 years old. I am um, pretty sure it's Kurt Thomas. Um, I checked it before. I, I think I saw his name at the top of that leaderboard. So appropriate that you shout out Kurt Thomas tonight. Long live Kurt Thomas. Crazy eyes. By the way, shout out to everyone in here. Again, we are nearing 2 o'clock in the morning, still over 400 strong. It's all good stuff. It's great with the Knicks win. It really is. Brian Benjamin, playing the kids and getting wins. Tibbs might keep his job. Do you think this is Tibbs' choice or the front office pushing him to play the youth? Uh, the question of the hour. Um, mm.
2: I think it's a little bit of both.
1: Um, I have maintained, and I will. I have no reason to change this. Uh, that everything this season has been a collaboration between the coach and the front office. You know, it's something I never pointed out. I pointed out at the time that the rumor came out about like uh, Worldwide West, like chirping in James Dolan's ear, that like this season was partially Tibbs' fault. We haven't heard anything that like Tibbs in the front office are like disagreeing on like who to play. If we have heard something like that, I don't, I don't believe I've seen it reported. There's definitely been um, reports about Tibbs, you know, being at a, in a different position with the front office on, on the cam trade. Um, on other things that happened at the trade deadline. But I don't know. I think you know, I, I don't think Tibbs I don't think Tibbs will ever play a player that he does not believe
2: deserves to be playing. Um
1: and you know I think it's interesting how the Cam thing has gone because he didn't play when he first came here. And now he's been playing significant minutes. He would have played a lot more tonight had he not gotten injured. Um, and they've been giving him more and more minutes. And I think that maybe is a little bit of a compromise. But I also think, again, uh, leave it to me to give credit to this coach, but how they've, how they've held him accountable since he first came here, uh, Cam Reddish. You know, I, I think that matters. And I think he's earned the minutes because I think he's looked pretty good. Um not always making shots, but like playing hard on defense, being in the right position on defense. I don't, I don't fear Cam Reddish being out there defensively. Um, so do I think that, you know, Tibbs might keep his job. We'll see. Um, I think he would need to make a real big push towards the end of the season. Um, Luke Johnson. What's going on, Luke? Hey, Macri, it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Luke. Um, so I think Randall knew that, which is why he played good after the clock hit midnight. Um, however old you are, I have a little bit of drink left in this class. Cheers to you. Um, and to the Kings forever sucking Dan Hidalgo, buried in grad homework, but two wins in a row go Knicks. Dan, congratulations on going to grad school and doing your thing. I hope it was worth it. Um, and, uh, good luck on all your, on all your work. Um, Appreciate all the people in there saying get the likes up. Yeah, we do have over 400 strong in here. Um, I think likes help us, so uh, feel free to gently tap the like button if you uh, like Emmanuel quickly. Putting up 27 points on 10 shots. My God, what a stat line. I love quickly. Um, Oh, is this Mello from Toronto? I think this is Mello from Toronto. People, you can have their... People can have their opinions on Tibbs, but you can't deny that he still has these guys playing hard and playing with purpose. That's not an accident. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't need to preach, preach the, uh, preach the gospel of Thibodeau tonight, but like, it's not just about that. Cause like, look, if we're being honest, like they haven't always,
2: <sighs> they've been
1: ready to play. The extra effort has not always been there this year, but like at the same time for as poor as they've been for stretches defensively, I think that's more on the cohesiveness of the group, which again, you could put on coaching. Um, You could also just put it on the individual players. I still think that Tibbs, Best trait, and I think I mentioned it after the, the last game, and I'll mention it again here. He puts a game plan in place every game where if you execute the game plan and you do what you're supposed to do, good things will generally happen. Now, does that devolve into too much iso ball? Yes. Is that one of the sins of Tom Thibodeau? Yes. Does he over-rely on his veterans? Yes. Does he play guys too many minutes? Probably. Um, Is he the best people person in the world? Not so much. But there is still accountability in this franchise. And there is still accountability in that locker room. No one has tuned him out. They come with a game plan. They're ready to play pretty much every night. Um, I know the the big lost leads are a bad look for Tibbs. But they do get out to those leads, you know. Um, it's just been a frustrating season all around. And and uh, we've seen the good and the bad of Tom Thibodeau. But, like, you know, I'll end by saying the reason that I consistently push back on the on the fire Tibbs and the it's all Tibbs' fault stuff is because um, there's good and bad there. So, yeah, that's all. Um, Pro Glitz, what's going on, Pro? Um, In a perfect world, is there a possibility where we re-sign Cam, trade Randall, and Obi makes the jump next year? Can Cam and Obi coexist as starters with RJ as the number one? Oh, boy. So you got RJ, Cam, and Obi.
2: I don't know. Something about that unit doesn't sit well with me.
1: I feel like you need a Quentin Grimes in there somewhere. Um I think Cam as your starting four is might be a little small. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't I'm not sure I buy I, I buy Obi Toppin as a starter in just such a unique specific situation and it's only and and by the way he needs to get better. He needs to make threes. There needs to be a dynamic a dynamic guard and some really good knockdown shooters and like really good defenders on the perimeter um, for that to work. I'm much more bullish on the possibility of RJ and cam starting together next season. I'm not, not necessarily with Randall. I don't know if I like those four, those three together either, but like, I don't know. I, I, I like RJ and cam together. It's not perfect, but I like them together. Um, and is there a possibility? Like anything's possible. You know, we'll see. Do, oh, and do I think they could re-sign Cam this summer? They could. Um, they could. I, I still think that's going to be a, a tough contract negotiation. for. I don't know if either side is going to get what they want. Kevin Danishevsky, Notice there's been no commentary on this from the Super Chat. So, really frustrated with tips tonight. Barely any Archidiakono minutes. Ridiculous. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I appreciate that, Kevin. Um, Max Marg... Margiata? Mar- no, that can't be. Margiata. Margiata? I don't know. I'm I'm butchering this. Max. Hi, Max. Uh, recent games showed why a lot of IR should be going to the front office for not being active at the deadline. Tim's rotations have been more creative since injuries have come. RJ, JR, 4-5 devastated the Kings. Yeah, I mean, we all season long... Well, since last year, we we always talk about Randall and Obi together. How about Randall and RJ together at the four and the five? Like you can't really guard that, you know. Um, even if Randall's shot isn't falling, which by the way it was tonight. Um, I don't know. You can only make the trades that are there to be made, and that makes sense for your team long term. Um. Not getting rid of Kemba at the deadline didn't end up. I mean, it cost. I mean, look, and he kept playing, and maybe he cost them some of those games, one or two of those games. Maybe that ends up being the difference in their season. But like Kemba's not playing anymore. Um, so what do we think? They should have come hell or high water traded Burks. I don't know. Like Burks has played a big role in both of these. You know, and, and like I still, I, I'm the only person in, in the world who thinks this, but I still believe in like Burks as a contributing factor to like this team this year and moving forward. So I don't know. I, but did the front office do a good job at the deadline? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, Vasilas Papas. Um, oh, wait, sorry. I'm going to, yeah, let's get to you and then we'll go back. I, I know I missed one. Who in their right mind trusts Albert Gentry to run his team? Unbelievable! This guy is still around. Good morning from Greece. Go Knicks. Go Olympiacos. Shout out to you, Vasilis. Thanks for joining us from Greece. And good morning to you. Um, and I don't, I don't trust um, Gentry, but at the same time, like, is that Gentry's fault? Like that organiza- Like that's that's kind of why I've been like holding on to Tibbs because, like, as an organization, we've been where the Kings are. And I don't believe we're there now. And I don't believe we've been there this season. I think we're still holding on to something. Um, and I think Tibbs is a part of that. But you know, uh, Ariel Diaz, I was at the game and what a birthday gift. Happy birthday, Ariel. The early fouls in the first half were too much. That didn't work with better teams. I still have your something. Um, they... Don't win this game if they're playing most teams. Let's call it like it is, okay? I, I should have said it probably at some point before the 48-minute mark of this uh, live stream. They don't win this game if they're playing most teams, and that's okay. You know, um, you take your breaks where you can get them. Uh, and Kevin Danishevsky, I think this is going to be our last comment. I think this was mentioned on a halftime Zoom, but who do you say see having a bigger role on the team next year, Rokas or McBride? In my opinion, Rokas looks legit. That's a great question. I mean, obviously I'm guessing, um, I think it's pretty clear that Rokas has a higher ceiling than Deuce. Um, is he even going to come over next year? I don't think that's a guarantee. Um, I think Deuce profiles as like a really good combo guard off the bench. who's like your eighth or ninth man. I think that's probably where he tops out. I don't, I don't personally see him as an NBA starter. Rokas, a little bit bigger than Deuce, a um, little bit more of a, I mean, he's a better offensive player. I don't know. We'll see if if Rokas comes over, I would bet on Rokas having the bigger role. I'll say that. Um, so, yeah, I think Rokas has a higher upside, and um, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, that's it. Um, thanks, everybody. It is now 10 to 2 in the morning. I'm going to go attempt to write about this game and this crazy team uh, that is just gets crazier and crazier. Um, but until the Mavs game, uh, have a good uh, next couple days of your week, and we will see you in a few.